Navigating a Choppy Shipping Market Research Insights, September 2022 IMF estimates suggest that high shipping costs will push up in global inflation by 1.5 percentage points in 2022, threatening an already slow global recovery. Even as it has moderated in recent months, the average price of shipping a 40-foot freight container remains extremely high by historical standards. The Fritos Baltic Index, the global benchmarks for shipping rate, is currently in the region of USD 5286, down from a peak of approximately 11,000 in the late 2021, but four times its pre-pandemic levels. On the crucial China to US West Coast route, the cost is down 62% from a peak of USD 20,000 in July 2021 to USD 7,568 today. Supply and demand conditions are slowly starting to normalize, but multiple factors are still at play, keeping shipping costs at higher than normal levels. These include pandemic-related mobility restrictions, labor shortages, limited warehouse space, congested ports, the Russia-Ukraine war, perhaps the most important, the dynamics of the shipping industry. With few clear solutions in sight, as this paper explains, shipping rates will remain elevated in the medium term. What caused the shipping rates to spike? Reduced capacity. The shipping industry is known to either over or undershoot on capacity for extended periods of time. Ships are wildly expensive, take at least two to three years to build and have a useful life as varied as 20 to 50 years. Before ordering a new ship, therefore, linear companies must evaluate two things, long-term demand and potential developments in technology and regulation over a multi-year period. Such scenario planning is tricky and can go badly wrong. Anticipating weak demand conditions, many liners sold their aging ships for scrap in the lead-up to the pandemic and through much of 2020. The total container fleet before the pandemic was estimated at approximately 5,500. The first half of 2021 saw 80 to 100 ships being scrapped. Initially, this seemed like a good bet when countries began imposing lockdowns and industrial outputs started collapsing. Even when consumer demand began to rebound, shipping companies were skeptical that the boom would last. As a result, they were slow to place new orders and the available container capacity dropped by 11% between September 2020 and July 2021, leading to spike in shipping rates. As things stand, scrapped sales have fallen to near zero, but new ships will only come on stream in significant numbers sometime between 2023 and 2025. Port congestion. China was the first country to ease its lockdown regulations in late 2020, resuming both factory operations 
and shipping. However, this trade flows, particularly with Europe and North America, turned unidirectional. Cargo was moving from east to west, but not vice versa. To fulfill surging consumer demand, empty containers were rerouted to the east, but a shortage of workers slowed the unloading of cargo when it landed in the west. Stricter custom regulations and COVID protocols for landing vessels worsened the situation, resulting in major port congestion, particularly along the US West Coast. By December 2021, port congestion had effectively removed the equivalent of 16% of the global container ship sailing capacity. Other incidents, such as the Suez Canal blockage in March 2021, and the shutdown of China's Yantian and Ningbo ports in May and August 21, respectively, due to COVID outbreaks, aggravated the situation. Subsequently, the crisis was exacerbated by major Chinese ports, Shanghai, Xi'an and Shenzhen going under lockdown on account of China's zero-COVID policy. Industry Consolidation The container shipping industry is driven by three main groups, shipping liners, container equipment lessers, and container factories. All three are heavily concentrated and becoming more so, with just 16 companies dominating the global industry across these three set of players. Eight liner companies account for 81% of shipping capacity and a combined fleet capacity of 20.1 million TEUs. Chinese manufacturers build 83% of all new containers, while Chinese factories account for 96% of world's dry cargo containers and 100% of its refrigerated containers and five-box container lessers account for 82% of container leases. Shipping lines are not just placing big orders for new ships, but are also acquiring significant amounts of second-hand tonnage, further consolidating their market dominance. Meanwhile, with their significant cost advantages, stemming in no small part of China's dominant position in the weathered steel, few can compete with Chinese container manufacturers. The result is tightly managed supply and stiff pricing, all the way from the box building stage through to shipping. Decarbonization A major driver of shipping costs, both today and in the future, is ongoing decarbonization of the industry. Each year, the shipping industry burns 300 million tons of fuel, accounting for about 1 billion tons of carbon emissions or approximately 2.9% of total global emissions. Unchecked, the International Maritime Organization predicts that by 2050, emissions from shipping industry could be as much as 30% higher than they were in the baseline year 2008. As a result, both regulation and public opinion are pushing shipping companies to adopt cleaner fuels and more fuel-efficient ships. Accordingly, in 2018, 
the IMO set out a strategy to reduce ships' greenhouse gas emissions by at least 50% by 2050 and their carbon intensity by 40% by 2030 and 70% by 2050, all compared to 2008 levels. More immediately, the so-called IMO 2020 rule specifies that from January 2020, ships must reduce the sulfur content of their fuel from 3.5% mm to 0.5% or else be retrofitted to absorb the excess sulfur emissions. Both options mean higher end costs. The IMO's long-term targets are not legally binding on shippers yet. but industry watchers expect a spate of national level regulations to come into play well before 2030 for instance the eu plans to bring shipping under its emission trading system from 2023 under the proposed law by 2026 shipping containers will need to pay for the carbon they emit while traveling to and from eu and between eu ports The EU is also pushing for a fuel mandate which would require the shipping industry to use a greater proportion of low and zero carbon fuels in its ships. According to a report published by University Maritime Advisory Services and the Energy Transitions Commission between 2020 and 2050 this transition to carbon neutral shipping will need a cumulative investment of USD 1.4 trillion and USD 1.9 trillion. The Russia-Ukraine war. Russia's invasion of Ukraine has heavily impacted the movement of cargo ships on the Black Sea route, a crucial route for oil and bulk food exports. Big shipping companies such as One, MSC, Hapag Lloyd and Maersk have temporarily suspended their shipments to Russia and Ukraine. As a result, according to UNCTAD estimates, the cost of transporting dry bulk goods such as grains has risen by 60%. Daily rates for small size tankers, which are important for oil trading in the Black, Baltic and Mediterranean Sea regions, have dramatically increased. With ships being sometimes fired upon by the warring groups, shipping companies are rerouting their vessels to make longer journeys at a time where fuel and gas prices are skyrocketing, further driving up costs. Shortages of skilled labor. At the start of the pandemic, the shipping industry suffered an unprecedented staffing crisis, which affected both ship and landside operations hundreds of thousands of seafarers were unable to return home while an equal number could not return to work at sea unstable working conditions including cancelled rescheduled or backlogged sailings drove many skilled workers to quit in favor of jobs that guaranteed greater predictability and more sustainable incomes To this day, shipping companies struggle to bridge the supply gap, which is continuing to drive port congestion and impact sailings. 
the Russia-Ukraine war has only aggravated the situation. Over 10% of the world's 1.89 million seafarers are Russian and 4% are Ukrainian. Ukraine has conscripted men under 60 to fight the war and those on board have been asked to come back to Ukraine. Flight bans have made it difficult for the Russian seafarers to get to their ships, thus pulling out a huge chunk of labour from the workforce. In turn, this has resulted in cancelled or delayed sailings, driving up costs. Port congestion on major US ports has eased, but this could be short-lived as the port labour contract between the International Longshore and Warehouse Union representing 14,000 dock workers across 29 ports of West Coast, demanding increase in wages, health benefits and reduction in automation, and the Pacific Maritime Association, representing more than 70 employers, has expired on 1st July. A full shutdown is the worst-case scenario as both the parties have agreed to continue with the usual operations to avoid aggravating the situation. An inability to sign a few agreements will likely slow down the flow of goods through the West Coast, causing transit delays, which will increase the shortage of containers moving from West to East, thus increasing freight costs. With Germany facing soaring inflation, Due to Ukraine-Russia war, the dock worker union has demanded a yearly automation inflation adjustment in collective contract for workers at 58 ports and terminals. The Central Association of German Seaport Companies, ZDS, which represents employers, have so far rejected the demands, stating that they have already adjusted wages for inflation. During negotiations in June, the union had 24-hour warning strikes, which shut some of the major ports in Germany. This resulted in congestion and bogged down ports in the Netherlands. Climate change-induced challenges On the other hand, an outgoing heat wave is causing water levels to run low in the Rhine River. The Rhine is not just Europe's most important inland shipping route, but also Germany's most important waterway, with around 80% of inland goods transport relying on this river, which passes through major cities or ports like Cologne, Dusseldorf, Rotterdam and Basel. This presents a massive challenge for freight movement across ports in Germany and the Netherlands. The long road back to normal. The forward view is one of the declining yet elevated shipping rates through 2022 and much of 2023. Fuel prices and labour mobility will be driven by the trajectory of the Ukraine war and by growing likelihood of a global economic downturn. Port congestion, particularly in America, has eased and large amounts of new shipping capacity will come on stream starting from the next year. However, tightening fuel efficiency and emission norms and growing concentration, both upstream and downstream, within the industry 
may set a floor on prices. All considered, even as shipping rates appear to be easing from multi-year highs in 2021, they will probably remain well above their pre-pandemic levels in the foreseeable future.